0: Welcome to the College Scoops podcast. I'm your host, Moira McCullough. And today we are talking with Leanne Crane about creating a college list with financial fit in mind. Financial
1: column of yes, I can afford. Yes, let's see how much they'll give me. And this is the one that I definitely know I'll get into and I can afford.
0: This is the College Scoops podcast and I'm your host, Moira McCullough. We focus on everything college-related, from the admissions process to where to eat, stay, and explore on and around campuses. Our guests include founders, educators, authors, and experts in the college space. Join us as these experts share their knowledge, experiences, and lessons learned to help you have stress-free, informative, and tasty college journeys. Whether it's your first or last child going to college, or you're just interested in going to a college town for a game or meal, we've got you covered. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the College Scoops podcast to get the inside scoops and everything college related, and leave us a review. Thanks to all of our sponsors, partners, and the entire College Scoops ambassador team for helping us bring valuable content to our community. If you would like to support College Scoops as a sponsor, please head over to Patreon at patreon.com collegescoops college scoops and sign up as a sustaining listener, insider, or deluxe sponsor. We have exclusive benefits for our members, free ebooks, and even a College Scoops care package. Before becoming passionate about college finances, Leanne's background included teaching, working as a director at a nonprofit agency, and working as a paralegal for a large New York City law firm. After 10 years working for a college consulting company, she started her own company, the College Dollar, so she could solely focus on college finances. The College Dollar helps parents understand the true cost of college, whether their student is anticipating college or currently in the college search process. Her specialty is helping recently graduated students understand their debt and how best to repay it. Her creation of an 11-point tuition bill review for college freshmen is a bestseller. Leanne, thank you so much for joining the College Scoops podcast today. Thank you, Maura. Nice to be here. You have three college students. I do. one who's graduating, who is our now Ohio State University lead ambassador and also intern. And I'm thrilled to have awesome. on join our team. So thank you so thank much you. for all your support and sharing.
1: Yes, it was a great idea. I loved it. I'm glad you have run with this, working with your own kids, and I think it'll be really helpful for a lot of people, especially, obviously, during this time. Uh, it's hard to get out there and see colleges
0: and, you know, learn the nitty-gritty of, do I really want to go here? I have to ask you, as a parent of three and one who's currently <laughs> graduating, like, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, you know, a little empty nest,
1: but um, I have to tell you, I'm still pretty involved. I still edit papers, and I my daughter Facetime the other day. She's always Quick to say, you know, this is just a quick question. This isn't, you know, a social thing. She's like, Christine's trying to write her cover letter. What does she say? Like, okay, here's what you say Don't put what's in your resume. You don't put what's in your resume. Delete, delete, delete. You know, and it's like, okay, thanks. Bye. I'm still getting a lot of those, but it, it's helping me transition. So it's okay.
0: it's okay. So share with us where they all are, if you would.
1: Certainly. Uh, My son's a senior at Ohio State Economics. Very proud. He's graduating in 10 days and um, is going on for a master's in data analytics. So very proud of him there. He worked hard in high school and he actually graduated a year early. So, you know, those AP courses pay off, saved me a bit of money. So I'm happy there. My second one is at University of Pittsburgh. He's a pre-med major and Loving that he pit pick. It wasn't, Pitt wasn't that his first choice. I'll tell you, he was um, much more of a, a snob, should I say, and wanted a very elite college. But I think after we went through the money, the school, the curriculums, his future, Pitt was a great fit for him. He's working in the hospital. He's working in a lab. A lot of good things came from choosing a school that more was tailored to him than just an ideology kind of thing. And my daughter's out at Marquette in Wisconsin, tried to get her go south. I really wanted one of my kids to go warm. Really, really. I'm upstate New York. So yeah, no, she didn't. But Mar- Milwaukee is a great city. We got to explore it a little bit. Um, we just did a whirlwind week visiting all three of them. And it was fun. It was fun. It was nice to see them all.
0: I love the story about each one too, in terms of your middle one who, when you have multiple kids and they have this vision or they're focused on a bumper sticker or the sweatshirt, and they can't get over that fact that there are so many great schools out there. And at what point did your son, who's attending University of Pittsburgh, was it the visit or what, what kind of was a tipping point that all of a sudden he realized, you know what, this is really a good fit for me.
1: You know, he was kind of dragged along in all of Connor's visits. So they probably went on more college visits than they needed to because of what I do, but it was good for them to see. Um, you know, I think one of the things I see with a lot of kids is, you know, you'll see um, like Ohio State and Amherst College on their list. And that kind of confuses me because, and I know they're 17, I've had three of them, but you know, you do have to kind of hone in what you want a little more than a 40,000 student body and a 2,000 student body. But truth, truth be told, Northeastern was his first choice. Came in really high. We actually found a mistake in the financial aid package and I got 10,000 extra dollars, but it's still, you know, for a student who wanted to go pre-med, I wasn't really comfortable spending that amount per year and helping him with med school. You know, I'm not going to let him starve. So when we went down to his next... Binghamton and Pitt, I think, were his next two. We kind of ruled ruled out Tulane a little too far, a little too not him at this moment. Pitt being next to the hospital and offering kind of more of that research environment, and he really kind of wanted something different than where he was from. Pitt just kind of checked all those boxes, and it, I'd say, took him a good six months, year to really acclimate. But now it's the place to be.
0: Well, I think a couple things in that, and to unpack that, first of all. I've heard Pitt is now just a really hot school in many different areas. <laughs> and then Pitt, the city itself, it's a hidden gem for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. And when you say it took him about six months, six to 12 months, I think actually realistically, that's what I'm saying also to my youngest son to say, you know, yeah. you're not just gonna jump in on day one and fall in love and uh, have best friends. Like you were at high school for four years. Some were at a middle school, high school combined. And it took you a long time to find your people. So don't set the bar so high that you, you're gonna fail automatically.
1: Right. And I think that's true, you know, if, if there's a lot of families worried about, you know, obviously the cost of college is such a huge factor now. As you know, sometimes I say, if I dropped you, you know, at Princeton versus then dropping you at you know LeMoyne Le in New York, would you even know the difference if you didn't see the sign? You know, obviously you can take that apart, but realistically, it's kind of what you make of college, no matter where you are. You know, I love the prestige, I love kids who go to prestige and I get it, but there are some families. families. Families are just doing a detriment to themselves by kind of not clearing through that and finding what's best for the student and the parents as far as money, distance, type of curriculum. I think it really all is a big play into where you you choose to go.
0: Absolutely. And and you also mentioned, though, too, graduate school. I mean, that's something Mm -hmm. that people are factoring in also. There are opportunities to spend less and have a financial fit in the undergraduate if you are so focused on the graduate, So how can you work with parents to get to that happy medium? Because your background is finance and because you established the college dollar, is that through the experience that you had with your kids where you started going through it and as a parent yourself?
1: I think it actually started more for work. I was there doing um, college consulting and marketing for about 10 years. It got to the point where, you know, we get to May 1st decision day and be excited with all of our hundreds of clients and we're the, children chose. And then they'd call us and say, well, okay, now how do I pay? And we'd be like, well, call the bank, call the credit union, get a loan. And, you know, at some point as a company, that's just kind of not a good answer. So I started obviously lots of research and um, ended up partnering with lots of private lenders and banks, trying to understand what kind of clients they needed, would it fit our clients? And from there, it just kind of grew. And my passion really became educating parents. Like, you know, I'd get the calls, After college, I had a girl. I may tell you a quick story. She um, had gone to Ithaca, and she was an opera singer. She went to a graduate school out west for teaching, but didn't want to teach. Her father just made her because either her loans came due and she couldn't get a job, or she had to go to grad school. So incurred more debt. Came to me with gosh, probably over $150,000 in debt. Boyfriend wouldn't marry her, and she's like, "What do I do?" I'm like, "Eh, "You should have came to me six years ago." You know, so I really felt like I had to get some word out where you really need important to me to understand the full cost of college from day one understand it it doesn't matter who's paying for it or how you if you want to take loans but just know it before that end date because i get too many of those calls or just now what do i do and it's heartbreaking
0: to me because there are things you could have done to save you a bit so what are some of the things that you would recommend to students I mean, I'm assuming that it's the parents really reaching out to you mm-hmm. ahead of time to say how, as you said, let's unpack this. I have a tuition bill now on May 1st, because now you've, mm-hmm. put, the, you've put the deposit down and now help me understand the tuition bill. Obviously, it would be better to have that conversation as a sophomore when you're starting to put that college list together to make sure there's a financial fit. What's the advice that you give to students?
1: Most important is um, kind of making sure there's a balanced list hopefully have a spreadsheet of some sort that they're keeping track of these schools. Usually it's, you know, reach, I can get in. And, you know, if something happens like a pandemic and I need to go to these schools, but I think also with that needs to be that financial column of, yes, I can afford, yes, let's see how much they'll give me. And this is the one that I definitely know I'll get into and I can afford. And from there, maybe I transfer as a junior or I go to a grad school or, you know, I move when I graduate to that city. I'm just making sure it's balanced financially as well as academically, I think is to me, I, I see people kind of not focus on it all. They kind of say, let's see if you get in, you know, if you get into Princeton, I'll worry about paying for it later instead of why don't we see what it will cost? Is it worth applying? And maybe there's some schools that are similar enough
0: for whatever reason, they're drawn to that high league school that we can add to the list instead. Take us through kind of like the timing, too, because sometimes you will not get the financial award information until after you've yeah. applied. And, and I I would love to circle back and ask you about your experience, because you, you mentioned something earlier when you said you found a mistake in the mm-hmm. um, financial aid award. So, I mean who would have known? Like people would just... Yeah, nobody
1: other than me. Yeah, it was a glitch and it was actually a glitch in um, their system on coding something wrong for my personal information on my FAFSA. But because kind of twofold, what it says to you, you can know the cost of college before you apply. So there's EFC calculators out there. There's net price calculators out there. College financial consultants like myself can get you very close to what a a college will cost you before you even apply. And that was kind of a big thing in in the company I worked for is let's kind of do a pre-qualification here and see, you know, what it's going to cost and do you want to apply? Now, there's a lot of reasons to, you know, take that number and still apply. There's extra merit scholarships. There's outside scholarships. Grandma decides at the last minute to throw in money. So it's not that you can't go to your dream school, but again, to me, it's all about just, knowing these things up front so you can make educated decisions. And combining the two pieces, the tuition bill, to me, you know, kind of does that You know, we found that people who weren't clients were calling and saying, can you review this? What do I do now? How do I pay? And going through, I call it my 11 points, going through things like the merit aid, the grants, the loans, the work study, you can find, does this match the family's financial picture? Is there a reason for an appeal here? Is there something wrong? And that's kind of how I I found stake in one of my son's financial aid. By the time I'm done reviewing it, it really sets the family up to understand college finances for subsequent years or subsequent kids. It's not just looking at this tuition bill and going, what do I do with that number? There's a few colleges who have optional costs built into their tuition bill. Now, I love my kids' colleges, but I'm not paying a dime more than I need to. I was on the phone for 20 minutes with Ohio State once over $5. They're like, lady, I'm like, sorry, I do this for a living. Where is that $5? I want. <laughs>
0: I what are optional costs? Take us through what would be an example. There's, it's
1: different for each college. Some colleges have fees built in. So there are you don't see a fee on a tuition bill. And then there's other colleges. I've counted, I think 23 fees on one college bill. And you know, there were some that were uh, an alumni fee isn't necessarily mandatory. Sometimes fees, um, if kids drop or add classes throughout the summer, there's lab fees maybe built in, and then they drop the class. And you know, these colleges are dealing with thousands of students, you know, trying to keep track. So it's not a fault of the college, just any bill you would need to review you get before you pay and make sure all the costs make sense and understand what it means. What does a grant mean? Are you getting the grant next year or
0: not? Within the analysis, there is guaranteed aid or grants, but like a work study is not guaranteed. So that is something that you have to know, maybe an option, but be careful as to what That equates to correct
1: exactly. Yeah, it's nice to know just what all those numbers mean. Are they going to stay? I think it's really important.
0: And do you also think you know, you I'm sure you take families through it where it's not just the first year, you're looking at okay, it's four years now. Kudos to Connor for graduating a year (laughs) early. If you had the opportunity to come in with those AP and those credits that you could use towards your major and minor, that would be wonderful. But that's something that I think more. Students are actually doing that on their own. I've seen right. that versus like years ago, I wouldn't have thought to graduate early. I'm, I thought I'm going all four years and enjoying yeah, every exactly. but I But <laughs> exactly. I think students are more conscious of, of how much they're sacrificing, their parents are sacrificing and are kind of Correct. looking at those options up front.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's a whole lot to look into. You know, I like to go through when the students graduate, there's a couple of things I like to tell them about their student loans, they have to do their entrance counseling and exit counseling, but I still think conversations with them about debt. It's just not something I find that is at the top of parents list to teach their children and not for any reason other than there's more important things coming along the line uh, when you're sending them off, then here's going to be your debt in four years kind of thing.
0: Can you share with us because we have a whole bunch of students that are graduating like your son now. So what would be top three tips that you might? Uh, I would make
1: sure um, one, if they can, um, paying interest on student loans is a key factor. Um, I I go through that with some of the students, but you know, um, student loan interest capitalizes. So luckily right now with the pandemic, there's zero interest. So, you know, be wary of that. But if there is any accrued interest, pay that. Um, The other thing you want to make sure is that if you are going into any kind of repayment plan, to be sure you research it and don't just pick it because the person on the other end of the phone says, you know, this one would work for you. Um, Too often I have people pick a plan and then call me and say, now what do I do? And it's not that you can't change it. It's just, you know, you're working through systems and people let's, you know, understand what it is. And there's a lot that goes into picking those repayment plans. You know, if you're getting married, if you have dependents, how you file your taxes all affect how your student loan can end up being, be repaid back. You can do the research yourself. The federal government has great sites, but just do the research. Don't just go online and say, oh, that one's going to give me the lowest payment. I'll pick that one. It's, uh, you're trying to pay the least amount of interest as possible over that 10 year period.
0: And then do you help When you're working with graduates as well, do you help them establish budget and say, okay, now you have a job and walk through, you know, you have loans, you have a car lease, you have rent. They forget the
1: cell phone. They forget the Netflix. They forget the pizza and beer on Fridays. Yeah.
0: Um, They they send me what they
1: think. So I had a couple of people reach out. The students were trying to determine um, which job to take different cities. So we had to do cost analysis for different cities based on budgets and things like that. So it's really important. It's probably different than kind of when you and I got out of college, we graduated, we got some money and we went shopping and then we worried about it all, but you don't take care of your loans. I'm in a situation now where I'm even getting parents who can't get loans for their children because they didn't take care of their loans correctly. You know, it goes on to affect Medicaid, Medicare, social, there's like Hundreds of thousands of people having their social security garnished right now because of student loans, and it's just you know it's heartbreaking because it the whole system needs to be changed. But at least get some education so that you can avoid these these really disastrous mistakes.
0: FAFSA, when you take out fifty five hundred each and Mm -hmm. every year, what is the recommendation for that?
1: Yep, they're nice loans. They're the first loans you should and could take as far as if you parents do not have any cash or savings, 529s, those student loans are there for a reason. Um, When they graduate, it's 27,000, which plus the interest is a a manageable number. It's 300 a month. Hopefully you come out, you know, you have your four-year degree, you make some money, and that's a manageable amount. The problem is when we've then taken more than that, um, whether a parent co-signed or took the loans themselves and expects students to pay them back, it's just not a realistic number
0: right now. Interesting. My daughter just called yesterday and she was just asking about something very simple. I'm applying for my own credit card. What's yes. the best credit card? Well, one is giving you this, but make sure you read all the fine print, yeah. right? So you, you work with college students who are graduating. You also work with families as they start the process and when they're in the thick of it and they need an answer in 24 hours.
1: Yes, pretty much anyone who has a college question, finance. I mean, I can answer the other ones. I was doing consulting, but I really like the finance. I think I have enough education and experience. I, I've seen it all. I'm working with a med student out in California now. She has two hundred and forty thousand in loans through med school, and so we're trying to put a budget together and get make the best budget we can, so she's paying the least amount of interest. Uh, recently, I just had just a quick story, so people understand. I had a soft, uh, She's a Second semester, freshmen reach out, a divorce situation. So the dad paid the first year, mom's paying the second year. And she's like, COVID, I can't pay. What do I do? So, again, going through the tuition bill from last fall, I found her over $7,000 that they just didn't even know about. It's really important. You just don't receive these bills for thousands of dollars and not understand every cost
0: that's on there. It's really important. Do you factor in as well? You have three kids, you know, it's just not the (laughs) tuition that they're paying, that there yeah. are all these other cost of attendance. So for instance, my daughter's on a club lacrosse team, both of them are involved in a sorority of fraternity or a business fraternity, yeah. all those added costs. And you mentioned one where Tulane in terms of proximity to home, I remember hearing my daughter say to my son, well, if you were on the Northeast, if she, <laughs> she said, if you want to go to California, you do know that mom and dad will drop you off you probably will not be able to come back definitely not coming back for thanksgiving yes for maybe the winter holidays christmas holidays but then not going to come out for those parents weekends and i think that was a good reality check for him you know
1: for a lot of kids you know that that four to five hours i know a lot of parents get nervous like when you say they start looking at california schools and everything but I can tell you 75% just, you know, as it gets closer and closer to May 1st, that four to five hour range is just what's comfortable and works for most kids. And so I tell parents not to worry initially, it'll work out.
0: And then I would say that some people would say, okay, well, going to California, the state schools, it's so much less than the private schools. However, you do have to factor in that I remember hearing, you're not going for four years there. Many students are there on the five-year plan just because it's a public doesn't mean that it's less expensive than some of these privates because they may right. have more aid available.
1: Yes. You know, it's funny because in New York we have a great SUNY system. And so the kids are like, no, you know, I want I don't want to go to a SUNY school. And then they'll say, oh, I want to go to Penn State or UConn. I'm like, you know those are state schools too, right? And also to a point you made just a little earlier too, two-year schools are a great, you know, idea. I know Jill Biden's pushing them right now for free, which would be great. Great way for kids to start. And I know, I know it's very difficult because I did presented to my three too, but so hard in high school and they're doing everything you ask them to do, getting grades and doing the extracurriculars. And then you say, oh, do you want to go to a community college? But, you know, people have a lot of good experiences. or a lot of very successful people that start at community colleges and honestly, does it matter? Like nobody, you don't kind of bring that up in conversation. The, the degree's not on your wall. Um, so I really think people should put a little more stock into those if, if finances are a very big concern.
0: It may be undergraduate, you make a decision to go public in-state and yeah. then save your money for that graduate that, experience if yeah. that's what you know you're set on. And there's nothing to be said that you can't go and go to Rutgers and just crush it and then apply to Princeton or Harvard or Stanford exactly. and, one of those and and get in. So I think that's something that students should be open to and not closed off to. Yeah. It's hard. I know it's hard. Is there anything that, if you could do all over again, that you would do? I mean, you've had three, so kind of you, I'm sure each time you go through it, there's something you learn as well, even though you're an industry expert. I know with my kids, each time I learned something new about the process that I thought. I should have known this by now. You
1: know, it's not that I wouldn't do anything different. I did it all right. I just think that because I had the experience and I started so early, I think, you know, that was really important to me as I had before my kids started their senior year, pretty much everything was done for colleges. And I selfishly think it was for me. So I didn't stress through soccer season and and crew season, you know, but I think it's really important. You know, they're under enough stress. They're excited. Senior year is a whole different ball of wax and. I think college is just kind of they've made the process a little more difficult than it should be. So anything parents can do to not nag and not push and not suggest and just kind of write it as a fun. I mean, fun's probably not the right adjective, but at least calming, cheerful. Let's go look at this college. Why do you like it? Why do you not, you know, not like you have to get in or take your SATs again and that. It doesn't matter if your kid is a, a a good kid and has a drive and communicate, they're going to be successful no matter where they end up, no matter what they do.
0: Cuz who's really
1: doing anything they went to school
0: for anymore? If you are visiting schools, do you recommend parents going in and and meeting with the financial offices then is that something that you would recommend? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, I found most financial aid offices are very friendly. They can give you an early read, they call it, to tell you what it'll cost. And um, a lot of them will give you, even on their web pages have scholarship ideas. So I think the financial aid offices are, you know, they're there to help you. Um, there's things that can be changed and work better for families. But I found most really, you know, want to help the kids and, and families.
0: I always love asking our guests two questions. What do, what do you wish you knew when you attended college? After doing all this with my students, I kind of wish I had thought outside that
1: four to five hour area kind of now knowing my personality. I think I applied to three colleges within like 50 miles and um, I did end up transferring, but I just think there's so much more out there. I can see from my own kids kind of going outside that area, their growth and maturity from just different areas. You know, Milwaukee's not much different from Rochester, but then it's a lot different from Rochester. And I can see my daughter's growth from, from that environment. And I don't, I don't know why, but I just, just like, I'm just going down the street. And you know, so I kind of wish I'd expanded a bit when I was younger.
0: So it's so funny because when I was looking, I said, I'm getting out of Dodge. I'm going so <laughs> far away. And I didn't. I ended up going 30 minutes from home, which yeah. is it, that was a con on my list, but I couldn't, it was the right school for me at that moment. All of us, as you get older, now that we have kids, you kind of look at what they're doing, doing. and learn from that experience. And then what I love looking at it, is my kids are so different than what I was like at that age. Yeah. they have this confidence yeah. and this like ability to not sweat the small stuff. That in itself, I think, is just is yeah. Nice as a parent to, to learn stay. young. <laughs> exactly. So we're foodies here at College Scoops. You know that. So and you have three different college campuses also different and your business. Is there any college campus that you would have gone to just for that that dessert?
1: Ohio State, there's a Cordado's Tacos. Okay, I, w- I think I have driven once to Ohio just for the tacos, though I told my son it was for him. Um, don't tell him. In Milwaukee, when we were there just a couple of weeks ago down at the public markets. There is the Wicked Hop and it. I got a Bloody Mary and the garnish included part of a toasted cheese sandwich and a celery stick and a piece of bacon and mozzarella curds. It was an art. So if you're in Milwaukee, you need to try that. It was amazing.
0: I think, I think I'm now having Milwaukee has just bumped its way up onto my list. Leanne, thank you so much for coming on today and thank sharing you. your expertise. We really appreciate it. It was great. Thank you, Leanne, for joining us today to share your experience as a parent of not only one, but three current college students. Leanne shared several stories of her family exploring colleges with a lens at finding a school with the right financial fit. Starting the conversation early with your son or daughter and looking at what the cost of attendance is when applying to college relieves a lot of the stress. Creating a balanced list not only focused on academic fit, but also from a financial fit with the three different tiers addressed, reach, match, and safety schools. Talk with the financial aid office during visits, but also take the time to review all financial aid forms you receive to ensure there are no errors. Graduates, ask for help and advice when setting up a repayment plan for your loans. You can find all of our show notes and links to the helpful resources mentioned throughout our conversation on our website at collegescoops.com slash podcast. You can learn more about Leanne and the College Dollar at thecollegedollar.com. Please take a couple of minutes to rate, review, and subscribe to College Scoops. Thank you for listening to our College Scoops podcast. Our entire College Scoops team strives to make the college journey a little bit easier, less stressful, fun, and tasty by sharing all the inside scoops we have curated along the way. We would love to hear from you about topics to cover and your ideas on everything college related. Reach out to us at collegescoops.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.